What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in beautiful Kenton, North Carolina, but it's dark. I was enjoying starting the show in the daylight and daylight savings time has moved everything back. I'm anyway, it's Tuesday, March the 14th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 821 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, we have got a great show for you today. Uh, joining me here in our first hour uh, in uh, less than 20 minutes or so is going to be our regular Tuesday guest. He's a news director for the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com, Richard Clark. Man, I've already warned him. I've sent him a, a message about 20 minutes ago, and I'm like, dude, we're going to be all over the place because we're going to be talking obviously basketball he is our uh, our basketball expert so we're definitely going to be talking to him about that hey ncaa tournament which sort of begins tonight and i gotta tell you richard i've known him for 15 16 years 20 23 hell probably 16 or 17 maybe even 18 years now and uh, he's had this tradition ever since i've known him and you know what i don't want to spoil it we're going to talk but it's about the ncaa ncaa tournament what he does you guys are going to get a kick out of it. I'm sure we talked about it last year, but uh, it's just uh, it's awesome. He loves the NCAA tournament. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, some NBA. Uh, man, I want to talk. I got to pick his brain about John Morant and that whole situation that's going on over in Memphis. Uh, Brandon being hurt again, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, man, we might even get into some Major League Baseball. I want to pick his brain about uh, Trevor Bauer, too, and that whole situation. So, uh, the Panthers. I mean, how about we're going to talk NFL, NBA, NCAA basketball, maybe Major League Baseball. Hell, we might even slip in NASCAR with him. He's a big NASCAR guy, too. So, uh, Richard Clark, again, uh, the news director for the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Uh, one of my good friends, man. I just, I'm really looking forward to, uh, talking to him, but it's Tuesday and you know what that means. Tuesdays with Trez to tip off our second hour was messaging with him last night and, uh, pretty excited about, to, uh, talking to him today. I'm not sure this will be our last one. I think I said on yesterday's show, this would be the last one. I mean, we may keep, we may, if he, if he wants to, we may uh, keep doing Tuesdays with Trez through uh, the NCAA tournament just to get his feel on stuff. But, uh, but we'll, we'll pick his brain about that. This might be the last one in the season. I just, I, I can tell you, we are going to ask him, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, two Carolina players opting out and going into the transfer portal yesterday, I I'm going to ask him the question. I mean, is that something he's considering doing? Uh, I know there's a lot of people in Kinston that would, uh, that would like to see him do that. There's a lot of people in Kinston that would like to see him stay in Chapel Hill. Uh, but anyway, we're going to pick his brain 
on that to tip off our second hour. I've said pick brains a lot today. I don't know why I'm, I'm <laughs> that's that's my go-to phrase this morning already four minutes into the show, Keith Spence. What the hell? Uh, but like I said, uh, Trez uh, will be joining us uh, to start the second hour. As always, Tuesdays with Trez is brought to you by our, uh, Joe Hargett and King's Restaurant. Really do appreciate uh, them for sponsoring that. So uh, that'll, that'll tip off our second hour. But wait, there's more. Joining us after Trez is going to be a first-timer to this little show that we do. She's the Assistant Dean of Workplace Development at Lenore Community College. She's a longtime supporter and coach at Jones Senior High School. Dawn Kantz, and uh, I can't believe we've been doing this show for – Goodness gracious, almost three and a half years I've not had her on. She is a huge Jones Senior supporter, uh, but I, that's how I got to know her was uh, walking the sideline out at uh, Jones Senior football games and talking to her. She's a big fan of Brian North. She's always been real good to me and every stop I've been at, and uh, very excited to have her on. We'll probably talk a little sports with her, but uh, Lenore Community College is uh, having a their annual job fair tomorrow at the sportatorium okay that's the gym at lcc but uh she's going to tell us all about that like i said well we're not going to have a super long interview with her but i definitely want to talk about the job fair maybe take her temperature on uh, some of the great things that's happening out at jones senior so there you go that's your show for today uh or your, your rundown of what we've got coming up richard clark here in about uh in less than 15 minutes uh don trez styles from Carolina in our second hour, and then Dawn Kantz also in our second hour. So it's going to be a heck of a show today. Let's get uh, let's jump into everything here. Uh, how about NBA last night? It was on the big ESPN. I'll admit, I only watched the first half of it because it was, uh, man, the poor Dallas Mavericks. They break the bank and uh, break everything to get Kyrie Irving in there, and now he's not. he didn't play last night. Luka is hurt. He didn't play, and as a result, uh, Reggie and the uh, Dallas Mavericks, they lost at home versus Memphis last night, 104-88. to Now, Reggie did start, as he has uh, now for a solid month, month and a half. Uh, he had five points, five rebounds, and an assist in 33 minutes. Uh, the Mavericks are at San Antonio Wednesday. Then they travel to L.A. to take on the Lakers Friday. That game will be on NBA TV, so hopefully uh, I think Luke is going to be out for a hot minute. But I think uh, maybe Kyrie can get back and uh, the Mavericks can get something going because they're running out of time. It's one of the things we'll talk to a Rich about, like I said, and when we have him up here in a few minutes. Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, who are on the outside looking in at the playoffs right now, uh, he is uh, questionable for uh, tonight's game at home against the Lakers. Uh, he's got an uh, ankle injury. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. And like I said, we're going to delve more in depth uh, with these uh injuries and playoff situations and everything like that with rich when he comes on with us in a little bit but again uh he's questionable for tonight there is a chance he could play though we're talking about brandon uh but and they need him to they absolutely positively need him to because they are again on the outside looking in this is one of the things we were talking about last week in greensboro at the acc tournament was uh just how far the uh pelicans have dropped don't forget, it couldn't have been more than six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. They were number one in the Western Conference, had a 21-7 and seven record. They're now 33-35, and 35, so even me who can't do math, that means they're 12-28. and 28. That's almost a half season, 12-28 uh, and 28 over the last 40 games. They have just uh, absolutely fallen apart. 
And I hate it for them because uh, the Pelicans coming off of last year's playoff appearance and coming into this year, you just really thought they had a, a great chance to make some noise. Season is getting away from them. But, uh, again, we'll talk to Rich about that in a little bit. Hey, the LCC baseball team, they are off until tomorrow. They play at uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow right here in Kinston. I'm going to do my best to get out there. They host the Barton College JVs. They are 14-7. and seven. Uh, The Lancers are. They're 14-7 and seven overall right now, having just a, a tremendous season. And, again, I uh, can't wait to see them. Uh, see them tomorrow against the Barton College JVs. And then they're at home this weekend, all weekend, uh, against Bryant and Stratton. On Saturday, they start at noon. Uh, they'll have a noon game and then a 3.30 game on Saturday, and then they have a, a noon game on Sunday. And uh, so the next four games this week, all at home, and you've got a chance to go out and support your Lancers. And I, I suggest you do that. I don't suggest. It makes it sound like I'm making you do it. I ask you to do that uh, because it's, it's a lot of fun going out there and uh, watching baseball at old Lancers Field. Uh, i tell you what, before we get into our hometown heroes, let's thank uh, our title sponsor of this here Brian Hank show. It's Lenore Community College. For almost 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And I'll tell you what, tangibly, tomorrow, like I said, we're going to have Don Kantz on here in our second hour. Big job fair. Uh, it's their annual job fair they have over at LCC in the gym at the Sportatorium. It is always awesome. I mean, they're going to be – we'll ask her when she comes on, but I would set the over-under at 34.5 businesses and organizations that will be in there recruiting people. So, uh, like I said, uh, check that out tomorrow. Uh, it starts at 9 o'clock at LCC. I believe it goes from 9 to noon. But, again, uh, we'll have Dawn on to talk about that. But that's just one of the ways that LCC helps our community uh with the big job fair they do every year the thousands of kids from lenore green jones county heck craven county onslow county go to lenore community college and uh to improve themselves and again if that's something you'd like to do give lcc a call at 252-527-6223 and i promise you you will uh, not be disappointed let me tell you somewhere else you can uh if, if you're a parent you'd like to send your child to the best private school in eastern north carolina well let me tell you about it it's a rendell parrot academy they are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region they're located on a beautiful 80 acre campus right here in kinston parrot academy draws students from all over eastern north carolina including right here in kinston but in greenville newburn goldsboro wilson snow hill trenton jacksonville uh did i say wilson uh if uh you want to send your child to the best private school in eastern north carolina it's a rendell parrot academy they mix have a just a very healthy mix of academics of arts of athletics and i'm telling you uh the best place to send your child i mean i can't even begin to tell you uh uh if you want your child to get uh, to get into a good college you send them to parrot academy a rendell parrot academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world 
Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. And this is, guys, we're in the, we're almost to the Ides of March. I mean, this is when you start thinking about next year, maybe your child is struggling a little bit or maybe your child has outgrown the school they're in right now. Send them to Parrot Academy. It's uh, the best school in eastern North Carolina, the best private school in eastern North Carolina, and it's not even close. Uh, so, there you go. I tell you what, let's, let's get a Woodman Life in here, too. I've had my life insurance for Woodman Life for more than 10 years. I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. Listen, love, love, love Woodman Life. Um, they do a, a ton of stuff in our community, including American flags. If you were at the Freedom Classic uh, last month, you saw the beautiful uh, oversized American flag. Well, who donated that? Woodman Life did. And, uh, again, if you go to a business or organization in Eastern North Carolina, you see an American flag out there, there's a very good chance it came from Woodman Life. Listen, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, give Jared a call at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture, and it's across from Cell Auto Mall. So there you go. Let's uh, get into uh, our, our uh, hometown heroes. We'll be talking to Trez, like I said, in the next hour. And I kind of went through this a little bit fast yesterday, so I definitely, because we, we got to put a wrap on these. These are our basketball. We've only got one hometown hero in basketball that is still uh, participating, and that is Coach Jerry Stackhouse and uh, Vanderbilt. They host Yale Today at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. on ESPNU in the first round of the NIT. I know Jerry was disappointed they didn't make it to the uh, NCAA tournament. But, uh, man, just a great season. And they were struggling. They were under 500 uh, after the turn of the of the year. And just a great streak they went on. I think 9 of 10 wins, including sweeping uh, Kentucky at Kentucky and then beating Kentucky in the SEC tournament. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, just a, a great end of the season. And now back in the NIT, a really good chance to uh, make a run there. And I'd like to see them make it to the Final Four. That would be awesome. But uh, it starts with Yale tonight, the Yale Bulldogs at 9 o'clock on ESPNU. Got to get me a good nap today so I can watch some of that game. But the rest of our hometown heroes, and I guess this will put a wrap on them. And like I said, we're talking to Trez here in a little bit. Uh, they finished 20-13 and 13 overall, uh, and their season is complete. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon of the CIAA champion, Winston Salem state Rams. They lost a tough heartbreaking 52 to 50 contest in the first round of the NCAA D two tournament at IUP Saturday. Now, Isaac, of course, didn't get to play because of being out with that, uh, wrist injury that he had, but I can't help but feel if he's in there, they win that game. I mean, and I'm not saying anything negative towards IP because God knows he works his butt off there, but. Uh, just say it was, it was heartbreaking to see, uh, them lose that close. Just knowing that if IP's in the lineup, they probably end up winning that game, but, uh, a great season for Winston Salem state 21 and nine against CIAA champions, make it to the NCAA D two tournament, and then play the number one seed to a two point game at their place. Now, Jeremy got his first collegiate start of his career. He's a freshman, you know, just wrapped up his freshman year at Winston Salem state, but uh, he finished, he played 14 minutes. He started, he got a rebound in the game and played a lot of great defense. But uh, congratulations again to IP Jeremy Dixon. I think great things happening. 
for Winston-Salem State over the next couple of years. Uh, Damian Dunn and Temple. Uh, I got to tell you, a little bit confused. I, I might try to get Damian here on the show sometime the next little bit because uh, he's listed as a sophomore. Yes, he got his uh, COVID year, but he's listed, like I said, as a red shirt sophomore with the COVID year and everything. But he celebrated senior night with Temple. Uh, he was given a jersey and everything, so it just makes you feel that they're leaving. And now that he might be leaving, he's definitely got a year left. Heck, he might have two years left. I'm not exactly 100% sure. If someone – Spence, if you know, let me know. But I, I think – I'm for sure he has one season left. And with him being listed as a sophomore all season long, uh, he might have two. I doubt he stays at Temple. This is just, I have no inside knowledge. I'm just throwing this out there. But if he doesn't get drafted, if he doesn't, uh, you know, sign a free agent deal with, a, you know, declares as a professional, he could go anywhere he wants to next year uh, in college basketball. And definitely now with uh, the news that came out yesterday, that Aaron McKee, the uh, head basketball coach at Temple, is no longer there. They, uh, I, I guess it was one of those mutual agreement. He steps down. I don't think he was fired per se because he's staying with the uh, with Temple University. But uh, with with Coach McKee gone now, I really uh, I could see Damian playing somewhere else, and that's going to be fun to see where he ends up at next year. But man, they finished sixteen and sixteen. The high water mark for uh, Temple uh, this season was winning at Houston, uh, one of the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. Just uh, an amazing game. I think it was fifty one to fifty. I watched it here at the house. And uh, and he had a great game, uh, Damien, as he did all season, leading scorer for Temple. Loved would love to see him here in uh, Eastern North Carolina. I'd love to see him at ECU. I I I don't know. I, I kind of have a feeling he might end up being like an NC State kind of guy or something like that. But God bless America! Wouldn't it be awesome to see him play right here at ECU? So uh, there you go. That wraps up Damien Dunn's uh, 2020, uh 23 season. Uh, we, you know, and I'll get the ones that have been done for a while. Rujan Walters in Greensboro College, uh, you know, they their season was complete a couple of weeks ago. He had a pretty good year in his junior season. I believe he will uh, – I think he'll stay at Greensboro College, but a good chance uh, that he'll have a lot more playing time next year. How about Ashanti Lynch in Maryland Eastern Shore? Uh, they finished 10-20. and 20. Uh, She didn't play the last two games, though. Uh, I don't know if there was an injury or what the deal was, but uh, she didn't play her last two games. Uh, Amaji Dodd in Charleston Southern, a pretty good season for them. Their season is complete. He didn't get a whole lot of minutes, but he had his senior day too, so he's uh, pretty much finished. Dory Hines in UMO, man, just a strong, ridiculously strong finish to the season. Uh, they finished 13 and 18, uh, go deep into the uh, into the Conference Carolinas tournament. Uh, they're going to be just – I think uh, the way they turned around their season midseason – they're going to be a, a program to be uh, reckoned with next year. Uh, as we told you about Jerry and uh, Vanderbilt tonight, 9 o'clock on ESPNU. And then uh, Virginia Edmondson and Montreat College. Uh, she didn't play over the last five or six games. Need to find out what happened there. So that was all our basketball players. Uh, from our neck of the woods that played at the uh, at the next level and coached at the next level and all that. Hey, uh, baseball. We didn't have any local baseball games last night, prep baseball. We have a bunch tonight, though. Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock. <clears throat> As the Rendell Parrot Academy travels to Wilmington to take on Coastal Christian, Parrot is five and one. Coastal Christian is two and one. Like I said, that game is at four o'clock. Kenston looking for their first win of the season. Uh, they are zero and three. They open East Central two A play tonight as they travel to South Lenore to take on the Blue Devils. 
who are uh, two and uh, they're two and two. <laughs> there you go. Mr. Clemens uh, listening. Thank you so much, Mr. Clemens, for listening. And uh, he definitely wants Styles over at NC State. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I think there's a possibility. Uh, hey, back to uh, uh, our baseball schedule for today. Uh, Green Central is two and three overall. They open Eastern Plains to a play tonight when they travel to Bethel to take on North Pitt. North Pitt is one and four. Then Aiden Grifton uh, off to a good start this year. They're four and two this year, and they uh, travel to Vanceboro to take on West Craven, who is three and one. Softball last night, we did have uh, one uh, relatively local uh, game last night. Aiden Grifton traveled to uh, Nash County to take on Northern Nash. They win that game 12-6, to and the Chargers improved to 2-2 two and two overall with that victory. Today's games in prep softball, we've got Bethel Christian at Goldsboro Faith. Bethel is 0-1. Goldsboro Faith is, Z, is 0-0. Kenston uh, travels to South Lenore, 0-3. Kenston, 1-3. South Lenore. Green Central travels to North Pitt. Green Central is 0-4. North Pitt is 3-2, and two, and then Aiden Grifton uh, travels uh, to Vanceboro to take on West Craven. Uh, the Chargers are 2-2. Two two. West Craven is 0-6. Uh, prep soccer, uh, we uh, don't have any games tonight. How about that? Uh, our next games here in our neck of the woods will be tomorrow night up in Wheat Swamp as North Lenore will take on Southern Nash. So there you go. There's your local prep sports update, your hometown heroes, everything. And I got to tell you, uh, on our line right now, on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line, is uh, our good friend uh, Richard Clark. He's the news director for the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And dude, I have, and I never write down. You and I, we just pretty much we just uh, free ball it, and we'll just talk, and wherever life will take us, dude. I actually, for the first time in weeks, Rich, I've got a list of things that I want to talk to you about, and it involves <laughs> the NFL, the NBA, NCAA tournament, dude, Major League Baseball. I've got a, you know, the Trevor Bauer situation. I want to talk about that, dude. So yeah, I bet that's I crazy. I hope your brain is just wide open and ready this Tuesday morning, dude. We'll give it a whirl. I'm actually just getting the, uh, I'm in the middle of strep throat, so we'll see what happens. Oh, dude. <laughs> it, may, it may get loopy. Dude, you all right? No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the tail end now, so I got some. We had to finally break down and go to the actual doctor, so we're good to go. Dude, and I know Richard Clark. Listen, I've sat with you in a newsroom when you had kidney stones and you refused <laughs> to go to the doctor. So for you, no, am I joking? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so for you to go to the doctor, man, that means uh, you were pretty bad off. Like I said, I remember sitting with you, me, you, and Jeremy, dude, and yep. you yep. sitting over there, and <laughs> you could, dude. I, and I'm not <laughs> laughing. I'm not, I, dude, because I've had them a couple of times. I know how bad they are. And you refused to go to the doctor until you were pretty much on death's door, dude. I, it felt like it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I hope you're feeling better, man. Well, good. Well, let's jump into this. Uh, I tell you what, man, I'm going to save basketball for last because I know what will happen. We'll sure. get in the NBA, and then we'll I'll look at the damn clock, and it'll be 7.55, and I'll be like, oh, my God, i got to <laughs> shove five things into five minutes. So I did want to talk about the big – and I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, and I wanted to pick your brain. You're as big an NFL guy as you are an NBA guy. How surprised were you late last week when uh, the news broke – that the Carolina Panthers traded their whole house and their backyard and a couple of cars <laughs> and their best wide receiver to get up to number one in the NFL draft in a season. Rich, I'll, I'll just kind of tease what I think a little bit because I definitely want to pick your brain and see what you think. But 
I'm just not that impressed with the quarterbacks at the top of the, the draft this year. I thought they gave up a lot. What are your thoughts on that, Rich? Um, I'm okay. I don't even really know how to explain it. I am impressed with one of them, but he comes with some serious question marks. Put it that way. Who is that? Um, so Bryce, okay. The kid from Alabama. I think he's legitimately, if he was, I don't know, three inches taller and, you know, 30 pounds heavier, we, this wouldn't even be a conversation. That's how good he is. I just don't know, you know, like everybody else, can he hold up? Cause, you know, the NFL is what it is. So if they, if the Panthers have a clear understanding of who they want to take, then I think it's probably a good move because ultimately you can't win in this league without a quarterback. And top of the draft is really the only sure fireplace to get somebody that, you know, statistically is probably going to be one of the better ones. So uh, from that aspect, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. My problem is, like you said, they got some question marks. I mean, even if you take the kid from uh, Ohio State or Kentucky even, both of those have big question marks. So what's your plan? I just hope they have a plan, whatever that is. You know what? You couldn't have said it any better. You you echo how I feel there, Richard Clark. And what I mean is, I don't think they have a plan. I mean, everything that came out, and I was in Greensboro, the That's ACC the tournament athlete. last year, so I got to talk to you know some of the uh, reporters that, yes, they were there for the ACC tournament, but they do a lot of stuff with the Panthers. And, dude, these are the reporters that are there every week. I mean, and I'm not going to name names, but folks from the Charlotte Observer, from the Raleigh News Observer, TV stations in Charlotte, and the consensus amongst them, Rich, was that the Panthers really don't have a plan because they're still – there was even stuff coming out of Charlotte saying they may even try to do a Kevin Costner draft day thing and trade back down if they feel like they could get maybe C.J. Stroud at two or, you know, trade with Houston and try to, you know, swap picks with them at one and two and all that. I'm with you. If they knew going in, hey – we're Brian Shane. That's what kind of surprised me when they trade up. A lot of times when people trade up to number one, they're like, okay, hey, this is who we're taking. You might as well go ahead and be uh, looking forward to who's going to number two because we're taking, just yeah. for example, Brian Shane. They didn't do that. I don't think they have any idea right now. I think if you talk to the owner, David Tepper, if you talk to the uh, Frank Reich, the folks that are in charge of the team, they have no idea who they're taking right now, Rich. And that's a kind of a scary prospect, isn't it? Well, let me say this. It's I how how new is Frank Wright at that position? I'm I can't get it off the top of my head. Is he this his second year? Ah, so, now he's he was a quarterback coach for a while. And uh, hey, little trivia here for you, dude. I've got you know he was a very first quarterback starter for the Panthers back in uh, 1995. Dude, I've got his jersey. I've got his number 14 jersey, dude. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean well, it's just a dude. It, if this tells you anything, it's a starter jersey. Okay. Right. <laughs> I knew you'd get a kick out of that. It's got the starter uh, symbol on the side of it. But anyway, and I mean, he's been a coach. He, I mean, you know, he's with the Colts for a couple of years. It was a head coach, uh, I think maybe for two years. But, you know, he washed out there. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I just, Rich, I, I'm concerned. I mean, I'm no Panthers fan by any stretch of the imagination, but we both, you and I, both have Panther friends and. I just, I, dude, I just don't think they have a plan going into this. Well, if if this was say, a new regime across the board, I can kind of get it because you've got a few years anyway. They're not going to fire you this year. Um, you gave up a ton, though, and that next year's number one is probably going to be top ten. Um, so that may come back to bite them a little bit if you don't have a real answer. 
you know, I don't necessarily have a problem giving up DJ Moore. I really don't have a problem with swapping the pick this year and any of that. But it's that next year, number one, that might be a problem. Uh, dude, if you've got a rookie quarterback, which they're going to. I mean, no, I said they don't have a plan. Their plan is to draft a quarterback. I mean, and that's been unequivocal. I mean, they have, they've said, I mean, they're drafting court. They just don't know who it's going to be. But, dude, if you start a year and you, you know, you start a year with a rookie quarterback or if you, however you end up doing it, dude, I'm with you. You're looking at a 5 and 12 season. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the best 6 and 11, in my opinion. And, dude, like you said, you're giving up a top 10. You you traded that top 10 pick away. Now, it is a terrible division. I mean, when Derek Carr is the best quarterback in your division <laughs> at, at New Orleans, and nothing against Derek Carr. I mean, he's serviceable at best. But, dude, is he top 20 quarterbacks in the league? Is he top 15? I don't know. Probably 15 to 20. Yeah, that's, that's what there. I was saying. He's definitely not top 12 or so. But my point being, what if you get, what if you do get Bryce Young in there and maybe he has kind of a breakout Cam Newton kind of season and, you know, and, and has a, a good year and, Dude, the defense is solid for the Carolina Panthers, man. I mean, it's, now, the offense is still kind of shaky, but uh, I well, don't see, know. That would be my concern. Yeah. You just gave away your best offensive weapon, and if you're going to go after a quarterback like like Bryce Young, who's he throwing the ball to again? Yeah. Oh. Or are you just planning on sitting him this year? Is that the plan? You know, that's like I said, if they have their plan set and they kind of know what they want to do, then go for it. I have no qualms about that because you have to have a quarterback in this league. But if they just kind of winging it, that seems a little risky to me. Doesn't it sort of have that feel? You and I have worked for organizations that wing it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're saying anything out of order there. I think no, a lot of people who no. worked with us would agree with that. But and that's I, I would I, trade I, Jerry and nepotism boy tomorrow for any <laughs> duo in the front office. Well, I was talking about uh, organizations that you and I have actually worked for. Oh, yeah. yeah that well, we worked for those who uh, <laughs> who wing it. And that's the reason, it, you know, you and I are experts in that since we've worked for the – that's what this sort of has a feeling of. For them to come out the day of and say, hey, we're still not opposed to trading down – what you just gave what? up all the yeah. exactly you just gave up all these picks and you know and and DJ Clark to get up there to the top is it DJ Clark what is his name DJ Moore Moore I, I'm talking to Richard Clark that's what my problem is uh and I, there you go dude I mean uh, so we've got that wrapped up I just I'm concerned I, I guess what I'm going to leave it with is I'm concerned I wanted to ask you real quick about the Green Bay situation I know everybody on Sports Talk Radio is talking about Aaron Rodgers on that and I'm not even going to attack it from that point of view. They made a huge mistake when they tra- when they drafted Jordan Love because what they should have done was kind of what can and this is my opinion I want to get your feelings on this is what Kansas City did when they drafted Patrick Mahomes they had L- Alex Smith in there Alex Smith played you know that one year Patrick Mahomes was able to stay behind him then he came in in his second year and was ready to go that in my opinion is how you should do quarterbacks in the league right now and what Green Bay has done is not only have they buried themselves, what Jordan Love, I believe, is going into his fourth year now, Rich, with you know Aaron Rodgers, no idea what he's going to do, and you know you get these five-year rookie contracts, dude. What if he blows up this year and Jordan Love does a great job? You've only got him one more year on that rookie contract. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, dude. Well, I, and this is why we have these debates at all uh, across the league because I I completely disagree with your quarterback assessment. I'm for just putting them in there. These kids yeah. are there different. 
So just start the rookie from the beginning and find out what you got. Because um, I, I don't think you can tell. Quarterback is like boxing. You can't – you boxer can have all the skill in the world, but it always comes down to can he take a punch. Because if he can't, it doesn't matter. He's going to get knocked out. Same with quarterback. He can stand there and throw the ball and look great, but can he do it when the bullets start flying, so to speak? Um, and you can't find that out sitting on the bench. You just can't. So, I, in, in this particular case, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan because he's burnt Dallas so many times. But <laughs> – you know, I'm not sure it would have mattered. He seems like he's going to be always unhappy. So, you know, if I'm them, I'm looking to move on at this point. Um, well, you know, people are ready he, to give up on Trevor Lawrence that first year. Okay, now he's the guy that you're talking about. They brought him in. He started from day one for the Jaguars. And, of course, now bear in mind, I know all the BS and everything that happened with, uh, oh, God, the old Ohio State coach. It was there for Urban. Urban, thank you, Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, and so he basically lost three quarters of his uh, rookie year because of the mess with Urban Meyer. But you got right. to see how good he was this year. Listen, he's a generational talent, is what a lot of people said coming out. I mean, he was the unequivocal number one uh, pick that year that he came out, and he showed a lot of that this year. I think he's going to be good. I, th- I really do. I think he's going to be a top ten quarterback for years and years and years to come. But that's where I agree with you. Throw the guy into the fire. Let's see what he can do. Hey, we saw what happened to Zach Wilson up in uh, New York. Yep. I mean, yep. um, so I guess my point being there is I'm more with you, although I don't mind if you've got a – if you've got a – I mean, Alex Smith was even better than serviceable, I think, with Kansas City that year. He was ahead right. of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he Agreed. was a top ten – wouldn't you see – he was a top ten quarterback that year. Agreed. Agreed, but he but he was limited. He was a golf ball. You can only go so far. So <laughs> did you say I mean, a golf ball like G O F F like Jared yeah, Goff? Yeah. Huh? No, no. Oh well. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, very good. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, let, let's uh, circle back to the Panthers just for a second. You are the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Richard Clark. And you made this trade, uh, I guess, first, do you go ahead and keep the number one or do you try to trade back down a little bit? Well, let me clarify by saying I would not have traded up because they were already, what, sixth or something like that? So you were, well, yeah. So unless something went horribly wrong, you were going to get one of those three top quarterbacks anyway. Um, So I guess unless you, let's just say for the sake of argument that you saw something in the kid from Ohio State that said, okay, I want to take him. So if that's your move, then go for it. But you got to go all in on that. You have to invest in that, and that's going to be your plan. You got to find them some weapons. The first thing you got to do is make sure you got an offensive line, which they have not at Carolina since. I mean, Cam Newton can testify to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they need to put some money into that. They need to put some draft draft capital into that. So we'll see what they do. Um, you know. If you're going to take a guy number one, you have to you have to have a plan. You can't just have nothing and send him out there and get him killed. So, no, I agree one hundred percent. Okay, the last question then: uh, You are the Panthers GM. Who are you taking at number one? If you stick with I'm the number one pick, Bryce. who are you taking? Bryce. Okay, I'm taking Bryce. Yeah, I think Bryce has all the stuff you're looking for. And I've watched a lot of those Alabama games, uh, and particularly at the end, he's never rattled. And he never didn't do what he needed to do. If you go back and watch those games, Alabama might have lost, but it's not because he didn't have the ball last. So I was impressed with the kid, and we'll see. 
But we all know what that quarterback, you know, lotto is about. You know, they could look great in college, but that means absolutely nothing. Oh, no, you're absolutely right, dude. I, I had to look this up as you were talking. Listen, they well, they finished 11-2 and two this year. It had nothing to do with Bryce, though. I mean, dude, uh, let's see. Their lo- one loss was to Tennessee, 52-49. to 49. Come Ryan, on, he man. He scored the last time he had the ball. There you go. And then even against at LSU, they lose 32-31. to 31. Had nothing to do with him, you know? No. I no. mean, so. He did what he was supposed to do. There so, you go. You know, and it's not just what he that he did it. It's that he was – he had that demeanor while he was doing it that you're kind of looking for. And he can make all the throws, and he doesn't seem to get rattled. So now the question is, can he hold up? There you go. Hey, 5'11 and three quarters, 205 pounds is what he was measured at. And uh, I tell you what, Russell Wilson made a great career at just about the same numbers. You know, I mean, right. Drew Brees. How many years did he play? And he was actually slighter than that. I don't think he was 200 pounds, dude. So if he's if he's as good as you think he is, I, I'm i with you. Okay, hey, that's enough. I, go ahead. Real quick, let me say this. If, if I'm Carolina and this is what you're going to do, you need to go out and get a first-rate offensive coordinator or quarterback coach, yeah. whoever that might be. So that's it. Well, I think that's what they think they have in Frank Reich, dude, and Josh McCown. Josh McCown is the offensive coordinator and – you know, and he's, yeah, he's drawn. <laughs> there you go. Okay. That's NFL. I, I got to give a couple minutes to this situation because it's just, it's crazy. The Trevor Bauer situation with the Dodgers, uh, and you know, and you and I, we're both pro athlete. I mean, we're more pro athlete than we are pro ownership. I know that for sure. And even having, even having said that, I'm just even more. So Trevor Bauer, Richard Clark has never been charged with a crime. Okay. Never been charged with a crime yet. He missed almost two years of his career. Uh, now he's, uh, he just signed yesterday with a team in Japan because nobody in major league baseball is, you know, had the, whatever the wherewithal to, uh, you know, to take him on. So now he's playing in Japan and he's making the best of, it and he's going to make, you know, uh, uh, so a lot of shekels in, uh, Japan, but still, I don't know, man. I just want to. I don't know how to say this. Uh, it just, I feel like they have like major league baseball owners are conspiring against him for something. And if you, and I've actually pretty much, I've read up on this situation quite a bit. This, what happened was he was in a relationship with this woman. I don't know if you'd call it a relationship, but a uh, physical relationship with this woman where they had set these parameters for each other's, you know, uh, AKA safe words. Okay. And, he didn't do anything wrong. He did what, I mean, maybe things got a little rough here and there. And if you're in the car with your children right now, uh, I'll let you explain this to him later, but he didn't do anything wrong essentially other than maybe it got, uh, you know, uh, their, their play fights got a, a little more rough than they were supposed to. I guess my point being here, Rich is he didn't do anything wrong. They'd set parameters. They didn't even go outside those parameters. Maybe they approached the parameters, yet he is being blackballed the way he is, and I just really don't think it's fair, dude. I'm a Washington Nationals fan. It wouldn't hurt my feelings one iota if the Washington Nationals signed him to a three- or four-year contract. I just wanted to get your – I know – I think you're pretty well-read on this, too. I just wanted to get your feelings on this. Well, uh, let me say this. We've seen this before. I mean, this is what happened to Zeke not in the same magnitude by any stretch, 
But he was never charged and got suspended for six games. Meanwhile, Ray Rice knocked his girlfriend out, and they let him go until the video surfaced. Yep. Um, in this case, the only thing I can think of is maybe there's more underlayer to this than we know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe yeah. There's, there's more to it that got, didn't come out. Now, that being said, if this girl sues him civilly, in the civil court, then I think you got to kind of figure that's where this is, what this is all about to begin with. Um, and then he got the shaft. Um, and, and this happens every once in a while where they let all this stuff go because they're stars and athletes and they let it go and they let it go and they let it go. And then somebody gets made an example of, you know, they did it with PEDs, They did it with, uh, stuff like uh, drugs and here we are again in this particular instance domestic violence yeah um and i think he just got it at bad time you know the optics were bad because the me too movement and all of that and all of a sudden here we are and you're right according to everything that's public it doesn't sound like he did anything that was crazy i mean not that well yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yes, 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 yes. What they were doing in the first place is kind of crazy. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like that. So, you know, it, it is interesting to see that, 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 that Japan signed him. So here's the thing I don't understand. I mean, dude, can you imagine, you know, ne- ne- you, neither you or I have children, but can you imagine trying to explain? And I'm not trying to be funny here or flipping or anything, but. How do you explain this to your child? You brought, you bought your little boy uh, a Trevor Bauer jersey a couple of years ago, and now you don't let him wear it anymore. What are you telling your son? I think if, if you're going to do that um, from a parental standpoint, I think you just have to go straight with the domestic violence thing and be done with it because you can't get into the weeds on this one. Um, you know, the yeah. – the, because you know, they also had those those girls say something about harassing them online or something. Uh, I don't know. All the maybe I, maybe again. I didn't deep dive as much as I thought, dude. Because well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You know how that gets. Yeah, it, I do. You know, it's there's a window. It's just like I said about Deshaun Watson. When it was four, five, six, seven girls, you're like, oh, he's going to jail. When it got to tw- went past that number and past the sweet spot and got to twenty or whatever it was. You're kind of like, okay, this is a money train now. So it actually worked in his favor, I think. Bill Sean Watson, that is. I think you're Whereas right. I think, I think if it stayed at like six, you're like, he's going to jail. He did it. But when it gets that way up there, you start questioning things. So maybe that's what happened with this bio thing. I don't know. Um, I really wonder what it was and wonder if I'm not confident in the baseball uh, commissioner. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know that. He's worth anything with worth a hill of beans. So I think he just kind of flies by the seat of his pants. And to that point, I think Bauer might have because two years, really? Yeah, I two know. years. I know. Then an arbiter arbitrator <sighs> comes in and knocks it down, and you think, okay, dude. I'm talking again as a Washington Nationals fan, Rich. That I was like, man, if nobody else takes him, hey, yes, we're rebuilding, but why not sign him? You know, because you know you're going to get him for a discounted rate. You know that with everything well, that's going on. Why not? Put it in, Go ahead, please. Let's just put it in perspective. It's the longest non-lifetime uh, suspension ever, ever issued by the Major League Baseball. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, so short of being Pete Rose, <laughs> this is this is the longest one. And, and that's 
sort of says something. You know what I'm saying? It does. It absolutely does. Okay. And, That's and our- sometimes you got to wonder if the league wasn't trying to make a statement like, yes, we're here for the women, and now they don't know what to do when it wasn't as bad as they thought. Ding, ding, ding. That voice you listen to is Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's our hoops expert. We haven't even talked basketball yet, but we're going to get to it, hopefully. I just want to – how big of a – dude, I told you we're going to be all over the place. Uh, Andre Svechnikov uh, suffers an ACL injury last night uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes, who the second-best team in the NHL right now. And Paul Whittington's told us all year – the only thing that's going to keep them away from potentially definitely an Eastern conference finals appearance against potentially, uh, Boston would be an injury and you're leading. There you go. You're leading scorer. And, uh, one of the best forwards in all of the NHL right now out for the rest of the season. And it's looking like it could be even going into next year, dude. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, as it's just been one of those things as a hurricanes fan, that dude, you, I've been holding. I don't know about you, but I've been holding my breath, Rich, and I'm like, things can't continue being this good. You know, like when you're in that great relationship oh, yeah. with your girl, and then you find out she used to be a prostitute, and you're like, whoa! It just throws everything. In, you know, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, but you know what I'm saying. It sort of has that feel for me with the Hurricanes and Savets right now. Well, the one thing that's beautiful about hockey, and I guess not so beautiful, you look at the other side, is that. I'd be curious to get your boy Scott on some research. When was the last time the top two seeds from the regular season made it to the Stanley Cup? Because the, the point being is, once you get in the playoffs, this thing becomes a crapshoot. Um, at least from my where I'm sitting. So, well, all I'm you got to yeah, see. all you got to do is look back at Tampa. What two seasons ago, three seasons ago, when they had the number one record in the NHL, and then they got swept in the first round by the number eight right. seed. And and didn't and Vegas, which was an expansion team, yep. went to the finals and, and went to the Stanley season. Cup. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know that you could pencil them in with the regular season stuff. And you know the Rangers have made some moves. Um, it should be interesting to see. The Bruins are good. Oh, the Bruins so, are freaking awesome. They're, they're historically they're the best team ever to this point. Ever. The best goalie in the league right now. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because, dude, did you know we were going to do hockey talk this morning, dude? Well, again, who's the best goalie in the league right now? Because it seems like goalie play is down a little bit. It, it, see, that and would I, be that would be a, a question for Paul or Scott because uh, my, my I just wanted to ask you most, more about the Hurricanes playing their best regular season hockey ever, and here we are, what, a week and a half, two weeks, three weeks away from the end of the regular season, and, or not more than that, I guess about three weeks from the end of the regular season. And you lose your top player. I mean, I know Ajo's yeah, that, really that good, hurts. but it is. No, that hurts. It's definitely good. And dude, the trade deadlines pass, so it's not like you can get out there on the trade market and get somebody in there for Svetch. I mean, it just it breaks my heart. Okay, so let's see. We've done football, we've done baseball, we've done hockey. Why don't we do a little uh, basketball now, dude? Sure. I want you and I didn't for whatever reason we didn't talk about it last week, but it's been going. The situation's been going on for a minute now in uh, in Memphis. I just want you to educate me on this whole thing with John Moran. I mean, a player, I hear you, I hear you, but a player that, you know, that in my opinion, and from the people that you and I both listened to, they were getting him set up to be the face of the NBA. I mean, LeBron's yeah. on his way out. I mean, Curry's only really got, I would think, two or three more years left. John Moran's got that beautiful smile. He's got the great game. He plays on a great team. 
What in the world well, is going on with John Moran? I, take it over. What is going on with there, him, dude? There's even another piece to that because the best players in the league are not from America. So he oh, was one of the go. better. There you go. He was one of the better Americans. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where this ends up because I, I, in, on the one hand, clearly somebody intervened, right? Uh, somebody in his camp, somebody yeah. on the team, maybe the league. Um, and because he was starting to hit those red flags that we see all the time with these guys, um, where they start getting a little bit more out of control and a little <laughs> bit more out of control. And then the next thing you know, they're wrecking a car at two in the morning, killing somebody. Yeah. So from on the one hand, I'm actually pleased to see that somebody stepped in, whether it was for PR or not, we'll find out. Um, on the other hand, you're like, wow, man, really? Um, with two weeks left in the season, what what's going on here? So I, I don't know what to think of this. I mean, when have you ever heard of anything right, like that? And nothing. didn't come out and say anything about drugs or anything about, you know, something that we've heard before. This was a how to deal with celebrity, basically, is what they said. And you're kind of shaking your head going, wow, really? This is the first time I've ever heard that, which doesn't mean it's not a good thing. It's just first time I've ever heard it. Dude, it goes back to, and, and, and people had praised him for how he had attacked this of being, you know, the 20 year old that is, you know, like I said, the NBA is looking to, for the next generation of people to put out there, the, the LeBrons, the Steph Curry's, the Clay Thompson's, the, you know, those kind of guys. I mean, with Kyrie being the knucklehead he's been, you know, just trying to find, and it seemed like he checked all the boxes, you know, I mean, talented i mean ridiculously talented we're talking about john moran now yeah ridiculously talented uh, on a good team i mean uh, on a, and it, and with a team that's kind of doing it the right way that is building from within instead of just trying to put together a super team i i don't know man i but i gotta ask you about the story and uh, like i knew we we're gonna well, run that tom was gonna sneak up here on us but i gotta say this dude how i love the story about the mall that his mom got disrespected at i guess at a, a <laughs> foot locker or something like that inside the memphis mall and so ja goes down to the mall and he takes like nine of his guys nine with him. deep <laughs> nine, nine deep, deep. Dude, okay, as bad I that could have been bad, I guess, but dude, there's a part of me that just really enjoyed that story, Rich. Well, see, here's the thing, and and let me, I'll keep it positive. <laughs> okay, I think I think this really highlights how well LeBron and his team handled his career. Yep, I mean, because this is basically the same thing, and instead, Josh boys by all accounts aren't <laughs> so, look somebody in your group has to go nah dog we can't do this you know what i mean yes we i can't, do know what we you can't mean. get in a fight with a 17 year old playing pickup we can't shine <laughs> laser things at the opposing we somebody in your team's got to be able to do that yeah. and if you don't have that <sighs> then you don't need an entourage. That's really the rich, about. rich. I, and I know it would flip either way. If you were the star and I was in your entourage, or if I were the star and you were in my entourage, which, you know, when I got married, you sort of were in my entourage. If you think about it. Okay. But, uh, I would, I got a bad feeling though, Richard Clark, that, uh, you wouldn't be the smart one in my group though. Okay. You'd be the one saying, Hey, let's get our asses down to the mall. We got somebody we got to deal with. <laughs> would <laughs> well, you, look, would you not? Let rich? me say this. I'll leave you with a little bit of my life philosophy. <laughs> and in your and in your life as a guy, 
the problem is never the main guy, the person that's like, you know what we ought to do? We ought to go bust <laughs> this window out or we ought to go do this. It's the second guy. Yeah. The second guy is the one. If the second guy says what we just talked about, nah, dog, then your life's okay. <laughs> if the second guy goes, you know what, dog? F this. Let's go do this. <laughs> Richard, but that's what I'm trying to say, dude. I we we've been we've no, been I'm dude, a we've been guys. Dog. That's what I was getting ready to say. We've been yeah. you know I was trying to think earlier. I what for, dude? Almost 18 years now that we've been friends, and uh, and I consider you a pretty close friend of mine for at least the last 15 years, dude. I got a feeling you are the guy that would. I, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this. When uh, there's a movie called The Town with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner, yeah, and at some point in the movie, Ben Affleck wants to go defend this girl's honor, and he goes to his best friend Jeremy Renner and says, uh, "And get people could YouTube it. It's up there." And he says, "You can't ask any questions, and I can't tell you why." but I, we're going to go do some dirty stuff. I don't think he uses the word dirty and we're going to hurt some people. And all Jeremy Renner says is who's driving. See, <laughs> That's how you, you know who your friends guy. are. Yeah, you can't. That's right. You can't. You can't have that guy. Oh, uh, I've always thought that, uh, dude, if I, if some, if something bad went down and I need to bury a body that, uh, I could call you rich. I really <laughs> do. I don't think I could call John Dawson, man. I don't think John would help me bury that body. Uh, Jonathan would now Jonathan would, and I, I think I could call you and Jonathan and, uh, uh, man, I hope I'm not incriminating myself here anyway. Okay. Hey, Richard no, Clark, there you go. Richard <laughs> Clark on with us from the Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com dude. I, we definitely got to give a minute or two here to Brandon getting hurt again, man. Uh, an ankle injury this time. And, uh, he is questionable. He's not out for tonight. I, I looked it up right before we went on the air today and, uh, and everybody's saying, uh, new Orleans is saying he's questionable for uh tonight's game at uh no it's home versus the lakers today so uh i don't know man i mean i know this is dude i hate that you are such a prophet and you have been a prophet with so many things in my life through the years dude you were very prof prophetic with this dude when he was coming out of the injury and you were like i remember you saying dude the way the season's going why not just go ahead and just keep him out the rest of the year and just go ahead and build for next year do you still feel that same way mm -hmm. At this point, yes, because I think all that's going to happen at this point is the narrative needs a face of why they collapsed, right? Yeah. And they're not going to blame Zion because he's been hurt technically. Brandon's going to get the blame for this, and I think it's going to hurt his reputation as a whole because they have completely collapsed, make no mistake. Yeah. And somebody's going to have to take the blame. My initial response would be, I think they're going to fire this coach. Oh. Um, but we'll see. I don't. I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, this is historic. You know, they were like, they were like uh, thirty and twelve or something at one point. Well, no, I can't even tell you better, dude, because I looked it up. They were twenty-one and seven uh, at one point. So, dude, that's a seven-fifty winning percentage. They're right now thirty-three and thirty-five. So, dude, they've gone twelve and twenty-eight. That's a half season, dude. Twelve and twenty-eight, man. Since that twenty-one that, and that seven, is terrible. That is absolutely terrible. With all that talent on that roster, that's awful. Yeah. And they and I don't know. So somebody's going to end up taking the blame for it is my point. And I just hope it's not Brandon because, and like you said, he's the face of the franchise in some regards. And that's tender who gets the blame. And they get the – when you're playing well, they get all the glory. But in this case, it's going to be the blame.
Well, and I hate it for him, but I mean, I, I, I guess my, you, I don't know if you answered my question or not, though. I wanted to get back to that. Tank. Just, d- tank. Tank. Just go ahead and leave tank. him out the rest of the yeah. season, right? Go on and leave him out and tank because you're already, right now, I think they're in a 10th spot. Yeah. So, you you know, and it's like four teams right there. So just tank the rest of this and get it over with. Maybe you get lucky and get Wimbanyana. Or they get Scoot Henderson, who is probably actually what they need. Well. Dude, like I said, man, my uh, my my feelings are hurt, man, because you know how much we love Brandon and you do yeah. too. And I say that real quick, uh, Dallas Mavericks, man, I don't think that uh, <laughs> I don't think they knew what what they were getting when they uh, got Kyrie. Not that he's done anything bad. I don't want anybody to think that I'm alluding to him doing anything bad, but just the poor Mavericks, man, they just can't catch a break. And who knows how long Luca's going to be out now, dude. Yeah, that that's the one, man. When losing Luca like that's going to be a killer. So um, I don't know what they can do. I think they're done too. Which puts, like I said, there's about four teams right there at the bottom of that playing game slot. Um, and you got to ask yourself if you're one of these franchises, what do we do from here? Because you're, you, you know, you could tank and might get lucky and get one of the big picks. So. Wow. Now, yeah. Re- uh, but Reggie still, I mean, you know, he was uh, suffering a little bit of an injury late last week and doggone if he's not bounced back strong and, and, uh, and has he's had, been solid for them. He, he really has dude. He really has. And, uh, I think he, uh, what do you think? Is he, is he starting for the Dallas Mavericks next year? Richard Clark. I think they're going to have some roster upheaval. I yeah, He's got a good contract though. So my guess would be yes. But if you're another team that's right there on the edge, why not? Why not bring him in? Because he's exactly what you need these days. Yep. I mean, I told you before. Look at look at Brooklyn now. You got to have wings that can defend now, and they got to hit shots. And if they do the pair, you're in the running for anything now, because that's the way the game's played. Yep. You know, big man's great, and a great point guard's great. But you, if you can't defend on the wings, you are in trouble now. Uh, and you need size over there because these guys are, you know, the LeBrons and the Lucas, and uh, even Jovic, who is really just a point forward, um, and Giannis. You got to have size over there, six seven, six eight, six nine, and they have to be able to shoot. There you go. Hey, one last NBA question because I got to get NCAA talk from you. Do you mind if we go a minute or two into the second hour? No, we're fine. Okay, very good. Uh, Jason Bryant sent in a question for you. He said he understands Brandon getting some of the blame, but how does CJ McCollum get a pass? Well, mainly, I, honestly, because CJ's a good guy, <laughs> yeah. if you want to know the truth. Um, but, yeah, he's had a pretty bad year. And and the bad part of CJ is he's kind of on that other side of the age bracket where you go, uh-oh, is this the beginning of the end? Because CJ's had a really bad shooting year, uh, at least for him. So uh, maybe he bounces back. Maybe it was too much uh, usage because they have had to rely on him a lot. I mean, you go back to those the early part of the season where there was neither Brandon nor Zion. So really they were leaning on CJ heavy and maybe they ran him in the ground. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Okay. I can't believe I, dude, like I said, man, we've done football, baseball, hockey, NBA. <laughs> Let's touch on here for a couple minutes, uh, NCAA tournament. And I, I teased this when I was doing my monologue before I brought you up, but you have the best tradition and you've done this ever since I've known you, uh, but your Thursday and Friday of the first uh, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, tell, it, it is a national holiday in the Richard Clark household, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's basketball day. So 
basketball holiday. Well, tell everybody what you, you do. Oh, I just get all my snacks together and hold <laughs> up, and I watch basketball wire to wire. And it's even better now because, you know, when it was just on CBS, you had that gap from about 4.30 to 7. Now you don't even have to have that because they got games pretty much running the whole time. So it's fantastic. So from noon all the way till eh, 1, one thirty is all basketball all the time. I've already warned my girl, but she knows all She this, knows so. you guys have been – no, no, no. That's what I was going to say, dude. You guys have been together long enough now. She has to look at that – she has to look at the calendar and go – you know what? Uh, oh, here come, here it is. It's the first weekend. I just I know to leave Rich alone. Does she even walk through the living room when uh, during those two days? Well, I'm actually in the back, so oh, she okay. doesn't even have okay. to come back there. You know, maybe maybe come back there to feed the cats or something. But other than that, she don't even have to come back there. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, just real quick, have you filled out a bracket yet? I have not. I'm getting ready to do that tonight. Uh, we'll see what's happening. Who do you have right now? And this is tentative. I feel actually, I filled it out yesterday and I did a little bit of research. My final four are, uh, uh, Alabama and Duke, Alabama coming out of, uh, what the South Duke coming out of the East. Then I have, uh, coming out of the Midwest, uh, Texas, and then out of the West Kansas. So I've got Alabama versus Duke in one final four matchup, Texas, Kansas, and the other dude, I've got Duke winning, uh, over Kansas, or, I mean, Duke over Alabama, wow. and then Kansas over Texas, and then Duke over Kansas. Wow, you really like Duke that much? Dude, I just saw them for three games in the ACC tournament. Dude, they, hey, check this out, man. In the three games of the NCAA tournament, they trailed. Uh, how many How many minutes do you think they trailed? Because you know it's going to be low with me setting it up like this, but how many minutes do you think they trailed in the entire ACC tournament, dude? Not much, but it's hard to trail when you're playing eight against five, so – you know <laughs> <laughs> oh jason bryant's gonna hate that man he is a uh, big duke guy but dude no it's like four minutes and 32 nah, they, seconds they, dude. they look good they, yeah. actually ironically duke probably played their best best basketball of the year during the tournament uh, dude so, they, i mean hey, that's always a good sign they're on a nine game winning streak i don't see it uh i dude i just don't see it going my, down and it's set up well is, duke is though, in a very winnable division too dude dude they're in purdue's uh what what do you call it bracket or whatever uh, i mean dude the the top five seeds in the east are purdue who is very beatable in my opinion uh marquette i think marquette's very good don't get it twisted in fact i've got duke and marquette in the in the eastern final but dude everybody else is very beatable kansas state come on man well, kansas state Purdue is a lot like Duke. so the question becomes who wins playing that same because they're basically the same team uh, uh, the way they I agree with the the style of play, but the talent is markedly in Duke's favor, in my opinion, man. With all the future NBA players they've got on that team, but uh, I don't know that they but, have. But all that's those, who I have. I have, okay. yeah, Duke, Alabama, Texas. I Kansas. think Marquette poses a problem. I I'd agree with that. Shaka is man. I love him. I love him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't absolutely. get it twisted. I love Tony Bennett. I think Tony and I. I know I'm biased here, but I think Tony Bennett's the best coach in college basketball right now. I really, honest to God, do. But you know what? Shaka's top five, don't you think? Shaka is going to be a problem if they have to. If Duke makes it that far, Marquette might not get that far because you know they're not a big team, but they would present a problem for Duke. Um, Oral Roberts is not going to be an easy out for Duke, I don't think. I think they're going to play 
unless they shoot poorly, I think Oral Roberts is going to be tough on them. Well, did you see? But you're right. And I trust Vegas. You know what Vegas said about Duke Oral Roberts, right? What? Six point favorites, Duke. That's it. You would think yeah. in a five twelve matchup with a team that's coming like with on a nine game winning streak, it just won the ACC tournament. That uh, that Duke would be a little bit favored by more than six. Dude, six points? Come yeah, on. Yeah, but here, here's my question, though. What are you judging those three wins you just watched by? You still follow well, what I'm think, saying? Dude, dude, they were the number five seed. I mean, uh, the number right. four seed, so but, they ended okay, up having to so beat. They just, they just won the ACC tournament. Is that a big deal? I think it is. But but I'm an ACC homer, you, so, you know. That, that's my point. I, don't, I think the ACC is probably – the sixth best conference in America right now. So I don't put any stock in winning those games. Blasphemy, Richard Clark. Dude, we are up against it. We got it. We do. We got Dontre Styles coming up here in just a few moments. So uh, can't wait to pick his brain and see what's going on with him, dude. With everything. Yeah, good luck, man. Yeah, Yeah, I know, dude. Hey, Richard, thank you so much, man. Dude, we talked about five different sports, and I actually had NASCAR on my list, but I knew we weren't going to get to that probably. But now, hey, well, what about we try for six sports next week, dude? Uh, why don't we do that? There you go. Rich, you're the best, man. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Dontrez Stiles from the University of North Carolina on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College here on 960 The Bull and 960TheBull.com.